All right, here we go. Um, we are going to get back into our study in the book of James tonight. So, um, let me get us started. All right, we got to make sure we keep up with the slides tonight. Um, so as we get started, let me just make an assumption for us all tonight. I am assuming that all of us and most people in the world want something like a good life. Right, can you agree to that? that like, okay, good. So we're all looking for some kind of a good life, but everyone has a different definition of what that is. So when I think of the idea of a good life, I think of hobbits. If you've seen these movies, The Lord of the Rings, or read the books, you know about hobbits, right? So um, they like to stay at home. Right. Yeah, right, and they like to um to do simple work, like work in the garden and stuff. And they like to eat six meals every day. Anybody else think that's a good life? All the young men, <laughs> all the young guys who want to eat. Yeah, so these are these are my kind of people. It would be a good life if it were not fiction. So today we're going to look at James chapter 1 verses 19 to 27. So in this text, there are three words here that I think James would say are sort of marks of a good life. It's going to be really important that you look at the text with me because you're going to have to decide for yourself if you agree. So these three words are righteous or righteousness. Right, blessed. And religious. So at first hearing, you might you might wonder why these three words are a good life, but we're going to talk about that tonight. So we're going to build this whole talk around these three words. So if you want to outline or take notes, you can just write down those three words and that'll get us started. All right, so let's stand together for the reading of God's word, and I will read James 1, 19 to 27 in English, and then Yiping will read it in Chinese. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of the Lord does not produce the righteousness of God. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word and not 
hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious... And does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart. This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this. To visit orphans and widows in their affliction. And to keep oneself unstained from the world. My 谦卑的领受那已经栽种在你们心里能救你们灵魂的真道如果有人自以为虔诚却不勒住自己的舌头就等于是自己欺骗自己他的所谓虔诚也毫无价值在父上帝看来纯洁无瑕的虔诚是只照顾患难中的孤儿寡妇并且不让自己被世俗玷污let
因为只有在圣经里面才能够找到神要我们活出来一个正确的生活。So right here in verse 20, we see that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. 那我们知道在二十节里面讲到说，人的怒气不能够成就神的意。So one part of God's way of living is not being angry, right? 那我们知道其中一个呢，要活出神的生命的时候呢，就是不要生气。But how can we avoid anger? I don't know about you, but for me, this is one of the easiest emotions to feel. So I, I often give it a different name because I want to cover it up. But I often call it frustration. Or annoyed. Right? But really, what I'm feeling inside is anger about something. So if you step back again to verse 19, we can see what James says about avoiding anger in our lives. So James is calling us to be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. So James says, So if we tie all this together, avoiding anger and being righteous starts with listening. Right, and I think we all know that it's good to be a good listener. Would you agree? We know that to be a good listener is important, right? Right. I don't think this verse is a new idea or something that doesn't like ring true. It doesn't sound right. And there are some basic skills to listening. 其实呢，在倾听这件事情上面，有几点呢，主要的一个这个技巧啊。Right, we, you can read articles online. You can read lots of books that talk about、um, asking good questions and waiting for the other person to to give a full answer. 那你可以呢，在这个网站上啊，或者是读书呢，来知道哦，怎么样来学习这个倾听的技巧，或者是问正确的一些问题，然后等到对方回答你。Right, you can learn about a, a, an active listening posture and making good eye contact, looking people in the eyes. 或者是一个很积极的一个倾听者，你就是要这样子的专心的来看着对方，然后呢，呃，就是跟他有这样子一个互动。But I'll just let you read those books. We're not going to spend much time on that. I think we can all remember a time when it was easy to listen. So I'll confess, I really like to listen to podcasts. Anybody else? Yeah, so I really like to listen to good stories. So if you put those earbuds in my ears, I'm just I can just listen to stuff all day long because I love good stories. 如果说呢放了耳机在我的这个耳中呢，然后我就开始呢听这些故事，我可以听一整天。And my wife will tell you I'm slow to speak because I can't even hear her. 那我的太太那时候就会说呢，我是慢慢的会去说了，因为我根本就听不到他在跟我说话。So when someone is telling a good story, it is easy for us to listen. 你要知道，如果有一个人很会说故事的时候呢，你就很容易去听。Does anybody recognize this phone? 有人弄过这个 Nokia 的这个老老式手机吗 ？Who who had one of these back in the day? 以前哇，举手的人都是古老人。My people, right? Okay. 我们是一族的。I'm going somewhere with this. 
for you young people, this is how small this phone was. This is what it looks like in a man's hands. 年轻人看一下哈，这个是当时呢我们用的这个大哥大。This was state-of-the-art technology about 20 years ago. So I show you this because when Tracy and I were dating, we lived in different places. And this is the phone I had. And I spent hours and hours every day on the phone with Tracy listening. And I will tell you, it is easy to listen when you are in love. Right? Would you? I mean, does anybody disagree with that? I think that's an easy statement. If you're in love with somebody, if you really care about somebody, you will listen to them talk. 应该没有人会反对哈。当你真的很在乎对方，而且呢，你爱上对方的时候，你就很容易听他说话。But I think James knows that loving another person is really the hard part of this. 那雅各呢？他也晓得哈，当我们去爱对方，才是一个最重要倾听的这个部分。If we want to be quick to hear, we must care for and love the person that we're listening to. 如果我们要快快听的时候呢，我们就必须要来。Right, and I think this points us back to Jesus's greatest commandment for us. 那我想这个也就回到呢，耶稣给我们一个最大的一个诫命。Let me see if I have it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. So, um, in Matthew 22, Jesus was asked, "Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law?" 那在马太福音二十二章三十六节到四十节，这里讲到说呢，夫子啊，到底呢，在所有的律法当中，哪一个诫命是最大的？ Right, and Jesus said, "You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind." This is the great and first commandment, and the second is like it: "You shall love your neighbor as yourself." 然后耶稣就说，你要全心全意全力的来爱主你的神，这是第一条，也是最重要的诫命。So I'm going to connect this to James and say, if we are quick to, if we want to be quick to listen, we must love our neighbor well. So I will put this passage with James's passage together. If we are going to be a good listener, we must first love our neighbor. If we do not love our neighbor, then we tend to speak too quickly and get angry too easily. 如果说你不爱邻如己的时候呢，你就会有这样子的一个讲话很快，然后很快就生气的倾向。Right, if you don't care about this person, you wanna you wanna talk all over them, or you wanna change the subject to something you really care about. 如果你不在乎这个人呢，你在跟他讲话的时候，你很快的就会改变话题。I know for me, if I don't really care about this person, it's easy to get defensive and and feel like I have to argue with them. 那如果说呢，我不爱对方，我个人的话，我很快呢就会筑起一道心墙，然后呢开始跟他争辩。Right, so often when I don't love the person I'm listening to, quick words come out and they are often angry. 所以很多时候呢，我根本不在乎的时候，我很快的呢从我口里面说出来都是愤怒的话语。So if we're going to obey James 1:19 and be quick to listen, slow to speak. And slow to become angry, we must begin with love. If we want to obey James in James chapter two, here he says, "Be quick to speak, slow to speak, slow to speak, slow to speak." Then you need to love. That's pretty small. Sorry. That's a little small. So if we look at James again, and look, this is this is why you should bring your own Bible so you don't have to read it off the screen. 
So if we look at verse 20, when we are angry, we are not righteous in verse 20. But the opposite is true. When we are slow to speak and quick to listen, we are producing the righteousness of God. Right, we are like God when we listen and love our neighbors. Right, so the next positive word here is the word blessed. I think we all would love to receive blessings. We all want to be favored by others. Right, we all want to be happy. It's a part of being, I think it's a part of being a person to want a blessing. Right, so according to James, what does it take to be a blessed or favored person? Right, so you can look down in verse 25, and it says that a person who is a doer rather than a hearer only is blessed. Right, so this kind of begs the question, a doer of what? Right, so verse 22 tells us, if we go up to verse 22, you can see that we're supposed to be doers of the word. And again, I know we seem to be working backwards through the passage, but we have to ask, what does James mean by the word? And he answers this in verse 21. He calls the people to receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And this is our clue to what the word means. The word is in scripture is often used as a title for the gospel. A title. Right. The good news of Jesus is what saves us. And in many other places in the Bible, the title, the word, is used to describe the gospel or good news of Jesus. So you can look these up later if you need to like cross-reference this. You can look at 1 Peter 1.23. You can look at Ephesians 1.13 or Colossians 1.5. In all of these places, the word is used to describe the good news of Jesus. So we can see, working back through this verse now, that receiving the gospel, receiving the word, and doing the word, rather than just hearing it, is how we are blessed. Right, so I want to talk about this word implanted here as well. Right, I think James is, is 
talking about farming maybe like the planting of seeds 可能呢雅各當時呢是用一個這個在園子裡面種植的這樣子的一個方式去描述 Right when when Christians accept Christ as our Lord and Savior the the gospel is planted in our lives 當基督徒呢接受耶穌基督成為我們的救主的時候呢就好像那個福音種在我們的心裡面 Right so we but he says in verse 21, we're supposed to put away all this filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. So if the word of God is a seed in the soil of our lives, sinning, all of this sin, this filthiness, is like covering that seed up so it doesn't get any sun or any water. 如果说呢，神呢，道呢，就像是一个种子，要种在我们心里面的话呢，这样子的一个罪恶污秽呢，它其实呢，会拦阻了这个种子的成长。So if you cover a seed or a plant and don't let it get sun or water, it will die. 如果说一个植物呢，并没有受到阳光的这个照耀的话呢，到最后它会死亡。but if we take that covering off, if we remove those sins from covering the gospel, it will grow and flourish in our lives. And I think this is what James is saying in verse 21 when he says, put away the filthiness and wickedness. We need to take off the sins that are hindering the growth of the word in our life. So as the implanted word grows in our life, we become doers of the word and not just hearers of it. So we have to ask the question, how do you do the gospel? How do you do the word? So I'm going to give us just two places as examples of this. Right. So if you are a Christian, I want to point you to Matthew 28, 19. Right. I've got it up here somewhere, maybe. Maybe not. I don't. Okay. Um, Matthew 28, 19 is the Great Commission. It's Jesus' last command to his students. He said to them, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded. 他说：“你们要去，使万民做我的门徒，奉父子圣灵的名给他们施洗。凡我所吩咐你们的，都教训他们。我就常与你们同在，直到世界的末了。”So making disciples, teaching God's word, baptizing people—all these things are a part of doing the word. 我们知道什么是行道呢？就是呢，使万民做门徒，然后为他们施洗。这些还有教训他们，这些都是行道的其中之一。Right, but if you're if you're not yet a Christian, if you don't yet um, haven't yet accepted Christ as your Savior, I would ask you to look at Romans ten nine. Right, Romans ten nine says, "If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you shall be saved." Right, Romans ten nine says, "If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved." Right, Romans ten nine says, "If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved." Right, Romans ten nine says, "If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved." So it's not enough just to hear the gospel. We have to confess that Jesus is Lord. Right, so 
And we have to believe the crazy story that Jesus rose from the dead. So, we have to believe the crazy story that Jesus rose from the dead. These are just two examples of how we take action on the gospel, how we do the word when it's given to us. And you can probably find many, many other places in the Bible that teach us how we can live out the word and do the gospel. But with these examples and all the others, if we just hear these things and we never act on them, we will forget. So I want to but when we act in obedience to the gospel and do the gospel, we will be blessed. Right, so there, it's not this one, but it's the next one. We, yeah, so the promise of James is um, he will be blessed in his doing. Right, so now to the third word, and perhaps this, the, the most difficult one for us. Right, in, in verse 26, it starts by saying, if anyone thinks he is religious. So religious people is kind of a, a, a strange term, at least for me, from my culture. There are lots of people in America who would say, I don't want to be religious. I think that's because the example they have of religious people hasn't been a good example. Right, so we have two choices when, when a word describes something that we don't really want to be like. We can either reject the word altogether or we can redefine the word. So I think that's what James is doing here. I think James is taking a word and redefining it for the churches that he's writing to. So at its most simple definition, being religious is doing the practices of a given religion. So when we read about Judaism in the Bible in the first century, being religious was going to the synagogue and going and making sacrifices at the temple. But I think James is showing us that rather than performing rituals, he's saying that good religious people take care of others. Uh, right, look in verse 27 when he says, 
Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Think James is teaching us that it's more important what you do every day of your life than what you do on Sundays when we gather here as the church. I would challenge you with the question of how are you loving others in your community? Especially the most vulnerable. Right, this is who the widows and the orphans were in, in James's context. They were the most vulnerable people in their community. So again, I think James is challenging us that Sunday actions are not as religious as weekday actions towards others. And this changes the definition of what it means to be a religious person. And I think this brings us back to where we started when we talked about listening. It brings us back to loving others. Right, so there's a cute picture. Care for others. So it brings us back to Matthew 22 when Jesus said, On these two commands depends all the law and the prophets. So in Right, so the, all the law and the prophets depend on these two commandments, and I think James also depends on these commandments as well. If we want to be righteous in the sight of God, if we want to be blessed by God, and if we want to be considered a religious person, we have to think about how we are loving others. And I see three practical ways that we can put this into application in this passage. Right? You can probably pick them out too. Listening well. Obeying God's word. And caring for others. So, I mean, those, they can't get any more practical than that. So as we close tonight, as we have a time of reflection, I want you to think about these three ideas. Who do you need to listen to this week? Right, and not get angry and, and not, not speak over them, but really listen to them. Second question you can ask is, what do I need to do that is obedient to God's word this week? And the third one is, who can I serve this week? Right, 
right? So I don't know the, the details of your life and what God is asking you to do in obedience to him. But I know God is ready to speak, and I want to ask you to think about these questions and let him speak to your heart about what it means to obey. And we have to remember that all of this is built on and depends on the grace of God in our lives. Right, James is writing this letter to Christians who have already said, I am a follower of Jesus and I want to align my life with Jesus and his teachings. So we can receive these challenges because of God's salvation and his good gifts in our lives. Right, so no matter how well we obey or don't obey, our salvation is secure. We are in his hands. But it is because of his grace in our lives that we seek to live out his gospel in the world. Right, so we're going to stop. The band's going to come and play another song, and we're going to have a time to reflect. So if... If you, th really, this is for Christians. If you're a Christian tonight, I want you to reflect on these things. How do I walk in obedience to what James has taught us tonight? Right. And if you have not yet accepted Christ as your Savior, I want to invite you to come to the back and talk with one of the elders tonight. Obeying the word, obeying, walking in the gospel is for you to, in sal and to accept salvation. And we would love to share more about what it means to follow Jesus. So take a few minutes and reflect, and after a few minutes, the band will start singing, and we will take communion together. I want to invite all the baptized believers to come and join us in remembering God's great salvation. We take the bread and the juice to symbolize the body and blood of Jesus that was given for our salvation. Alright, let's close in prayer. God, I ask that you would take these simple instructions from James and apply them to our hearts tonight. God, help us to take these really practical instructions and know how to use them this week. Show us how to walk in obedience. 
God, we love you. We have given you our hearts. And so we want you to transform our hearts and move us to look and act more like you. Because we know that that is the good life. To follow you, God, is a good life. That is where we will have right relationship with you. That's where we will be favored and blessed by you, God. So pray you would just take this and teach us and use it in our lives. Apply it to our hearts. In Jesus' name. Amen.